Coming up, readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Home sympathy. Arnas, Sayadar, and Sayadin. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. All right, what's up, fantasy book fans? This is Steven, your host at Phantology Podcast. I have my lifelong friends, Ryan, Ben, and Josh. All four of us, actually four of us, not all not all four of us. We're missing Jake still, but uh, we do have kind of a special episode this time talking about top, top 10 lists, double top. And the idea here is we've gone through and grabbed top 10 fantasy book lists from different booktubers, we're just going to quickly go through those, kind of chat about what what we, I don't know, agree with, disagree with, just like in general, how we read them, what's new to us, what what do we want to read that we haven't, th- that type of conversation. And then uh, after we chat through four different lists, I guess you as the listener can decide what you agree with the most. Then we're going to switch over to like honorable mention 11 slash 11 through 20 type books. And in that, I think we'll just kind of leave that as a primer for now. And maybe later on, we'll do a deeper dive into those books because we want to maybe explore more of those series that don't get the light shown on them quite a bit. Like I'm assuming, I'm assuming every top 10 list is going to have Lord of the Rings in it, for example. And if you're listening, you have read Lord of the Rings. Like I can guarantee you, the listener, have read Lord of the Rings. So you probably don't really care that everyone else loves it too, because we all know that. But maybe you don't know about things in the, the in the eleven through twenty range, which we want to explore more. Have Fair we enough. all read Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I I yes. listened to it. Hopefully, so I don't know if right. I can say I've, I've read yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, come right. on, listen. Yeah, to that, reading, that qualifies. Like, we're, we're counting. I don't know. Yeah. I I was listening to your guys' uh, review of of Red Rising, and you definitely gave me a hard time for not picking up as much <laughs> as I should when I um when I listen to books. Well, so. okay, I mean. <laughs> I think I still think if you listen, you should pick up on what's this what's being said in the story. Fair. Okay, yeah. But I think overall we're we're doing this um because we want we want hopefully like you as a listener can find some some book that you want to start reading. I know that I started reading a book from this top 10 list that I'm gonna be re- like kind of going over. So hopefully you find a book that you might you, you might have heard you probably have heard of before, but maybe maybe you'll start start reading it um because of this. And I also think that even though a lot of these might have some crossover, hopefully because we all kind of did this independently um, and just kind of chose random booktubers, hopefully we get a little bit of a variety here. Hey, who wants to start? Um, I'll go for it. Okay, you got it. Okay, right. yeah, so go for it. this was from Mike's book review and Mike's a good guy. We uh, we collab collabed with him quite a few years now ago. I think it was for... What book was it? It was we did um, some first law with him. Some first law. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I don't think so. We did uh peace talks and oh, like we talked talks? about it. It was a Dresden. It was wait, was it okay? No, was it I, I definitely did first law with Mike. Mm, we can okay. we can go back and uh correct the record here, but I yeah, I think you're right. But we talked about 
we talked about Dresden because he had read the new were coming out. Yeah. Okay, I'm wrong, but I'm not okay. 100% wrong. <laughs> anyway, kind of sad that the first law didn't make his list, but that's okay. So this is his, I think it came out, it came out sometime in June. And this is his all-time top 10 list. So it wasn't like top 10 books of 2022 or whatever. This is his all-time top 10 list. A few of these, I'm not going to have anything to say because I haven't read them and I don't know too much about them. Number 10 on his list was Lonesome Dove. I don't know anything about that, but he raved about it. I guess this is a relatively new book. And so he he recommended it to everybody. So Lonesome Dove. Okay. Number nine was Hyperion, kind of a fantasy classic. I have... St- started reading that book a couple of times but it's i don't know the first couple of chapters are hard for me to get into i know ryan you and jake reviewed these didn't you yeah hyperion yeah. Kantos. it's a sci-fi classic yeah. not not really fantasy oh sorry did you actually yeah. review those have, have we re- reviewed those on the channel i just read i think jake and i did they review, review maybe yeah, yeah the first I, i'm not sure if we did both of them or just the first one yeah, man, our catalog is so big. I don't even remember what we've done <laughs> and what we haven't done. Also, Lonesome Dove came out in 1985, so not exactly. Oh, shoot, new. Well, everything's new on some type of scale within okay. the last 40 years. <laughs> yeah, Thanks okay. for that fact check, Josh. Appreciate it. Well, Mike had read it recently. So Hyperion um, number seven was Jurassic Park uh, by Michael. Wait, what Creighton. was was that number eight? Sorry, yeah, that was number eight. Jurassic Park. For real, number seven is To Kill a Mockingbird, which is a great book. But not fantasy? No, these no. Are just, these are this just, is top, just 10 his top 10 lists. Yeah. These might oh, not okay. be top 10 fantasy lists. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. that's I, I appreciate this list because it, it does have some, it gets into some other books that are definitely not fantasy either. I have, I'm just going to also comment To Kill a Mockingbird, obviously a great book. Uh, you're looking for another similar, I mean, not very, it's in the same vein, but it's called Just Mercy. There's also an HBO show about it. But it takes, so it's a it's a true story about a lawyer that uh, works with inmates on death row, but he works in the same city that To Kill a Mockingbird takes place in. So anyway, there's some cool overlap there. So that's a a bonus um, bonus there. So To Kill a Mockingbird next is Ender's Game, a classic by Orson Scott Card. I read this book. I think I think we I think I read it for school, but also not for school as well. Amazing book. We actually just have another friend that's not on Phantology that started reading Ender Shadow, right? Speaker for no. the Dead. Speaker for the Dead. Ender Shadow is a... We're talking about Ender Shadow, though. Okay, yeah. So Speaker for the Dead, another amazing book. I think technically it wasn't Ender's Game written as a prequel to Speaker. I think so. I think it was. Anyway, yeah, yeah Ender's Game is one of those books that hopefully reading it for school doesn't ruin it for you because it is a great book. Do people read that in school? Oh, yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I think it's it's a part of, at least it was at our school. I remember seeing on list. Really? Stephen, Stephen looks quizzical. I don't know, man. I feel like maybe that was something you chose as your optional book. Uh, okay. I mean, I know it's I know it's heavily read. Maybe not like in the after all the drama with Orson Scott Card came out. I like, doubt. The movie, well, but sure, but like even back when we were in high school, I doubt there was a whole class that was reading through Ender's Game together. Like maybe you read it as an optional thing and did a report on it or something maybe i don't know mike was also saying that like they passed it out apparently in the military as recommended reading so um, i don't know it's a it's definitely a book that reaches a wide audience yeah no it's a good book i just don't think it's like a literary classic you'd see on school lists i'm gonna go back and grab my uh junior year book list yeah let's see that curriculum (laughs) man (laughs) 
I'll text uh, Mr. Adams here. Okay. Next was Gone with the Wind. I guess I don't have too much to say about that one. I haven't read it, but I think I've seen the movie. But apparently it's a great love story. Next, Fellowship of the Ring. Um, he kind of made himself choose a single book, not a whole series. So he chose Fellowship of the Ring because it represents the beginnings and kind of just like, I don't know, the overall sense of hominess that is mm-hmm. in Fellowship of the Ring. What number are you up to, by the way? Where, Sorry, where is so Fellowship? 10, 9, 8, 7. Ender's Game was 6. Gone with the Wind was 5. Fellowship is 4. Storm of Swords from George R. R. Martin. I don't know. I haven't read any of Song of Ice and Fire. Is that the best book in your guys' opinion of that series or no? If it's pretty, it, that's yeah. book three. I think it's pretty widely considered to be like yeah. the best book. Yeah, that's what he was saying to you. Being outing yourself though, haven't read the. I know the books, but but have read Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I've uh, yeah. Okay, so this um, next book number two is It by Stephen King. This actually, after listening to his um, top 10 list, it prompted me to start reading it. And I am um, two thirds of the way through after starting it last week. And it has gripped me and captivated me. Wait, you're two thirds of the way through? Yep. Yeah. Dude, that's like a 40 hour book, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I have a three hour, I have a three hour drive every day. So. Sorry, which oh, wow. book? Um, it by Stephen King. It. Oh, wow. Do do you do you drive with your kids to school listening to it? <laughs> oh gosh, no, they can like traumatized. They have they have their iPad that's hooked up to the sound system of the car, and I drive with a single earpod earpod in. Okay, okay, that's, that's right. how we manage it. Jeez, right. that's dark, man. But yeah, I mean, okay, so I've read a few Stephen King's book, uh, Stephen King's books. I've read um, Pet Cemetery, eleven twenty three sixty four. And uh, like half the Dark Tower series. So I'm going to say that this book strikes me as like a mix between Pet Cemetery and 112364. So, in the fact that I think, like, so Pet Cemetery is very, like, just like pretty much just straight horror, right? Like, there's like some good character work and stuff, but it's a lot, it's very focused on horror. Whereas 112364 is very much focused on like character development. And I think that it, is like the best of both worlds. It's very submersive. You start to like really care about this group of kids. It's a great coming of age tale. And again, I haven't made it all the way through. I also haven't made it to the the fabled scene that everybody talks about. So I I can't give a complete review of it, but I've been very impressed. And I think, I think that fabled is a bad word. Okay, to maybe yeah. not just seen based on um, notorious. Notorious, yeah. It's fable for me because I haven't read it. I don't know what it is yet. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's yeah. You, you, let's yeah. see. Let's see what, what Ben, what adjective Ben uses to describe it after he's read it. Ben, Ben's getting put on some lists right now. <laughs> to be clear, so Ben was saying that he had he was reading it on Discord, and there's some conversation, and people talked about an infamous scene, and Ben doesn't know what it is, and so. In his mind, he's like, "What is this thing that is like?" Well, it's very much it's so like notorious. It is a. Like, I'm, I'm trying to motiva- defend you, man. <laughs> yeah, thank you. No, it's motivating me to read though, because I want to like get to the scene so I can like. No, you don't. Just skip. Okay. You'll, you'll well, probably end up skipping over it. Okay. Well, anyway, that scene notwithstanding, it's a great book, and I thought that like hearing about it beforehand, I thought it was going to be much more like horror heavy, right? Like it, it definitely has that scene, like that feel, like of scary clowns and stuff and so that's why i wasn't ever really interested in it. what i'm trying to say is that like 
most the vast majority on the of this book is focused on like this tight group of kids tight group of people both as kids and as adults working through their issues finding friendship finding solace in that friendship um, overcoming odds that's what the majority of the book is focused on and yes there is like this creeping element of horror but so anyway anybody that hasn't read that book i would encourage you to um just because it has a lot of stuff besides going for it. I actually appreciate you saying that because that's what I always assumed it was. And I never was really interested in reading it because of that. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm same more right. intrigued from Ben's description. It, it, yeah. it really is a weird book because you, there are definitely like horror things that stand out. I'm a few years removed from reading it. I think I read it in like 2019 or something. And so like there are horror elements that, uh, stand out and like that stick with you um, particularly like something that happens in the first chapter really you know sticks with me but I would say that you also have to like Stephen King just does some of the best character work like of any author and it really shines in it but yeah there there are a few things that haven't aged super well like you can tell it was written in the 80s you know and uh, oh absolutely yeah yeah that's so I, I don't know if it's for everyone and I would I would not probably recommend it as blanketly as you did because it's it's not politically correct you could say there's yeah no that's that's definitely true and i think that i mean that you could say the same thing with i mean gone with the wind as well like there's there's parts of books that haven't aged well at all and i think that you have to recognize that there are snapshots in time and the i mean the arc of history is always going to sweep towards justice and we're a lot closer to justice and and equality now than they were in the 80s and even when the book was written being written about like in the 60s and 50s so i think yeah definitely there's definitely a problematic stuff in there so that's a good disclaimer the, the arc of history is always going to sweep toward justice i like it <laughs> that's right yeah is that a quote from someone i think i read it somewhere yeah, yeah that's definitely a, it's a pretty famous i'll i'll, I'll fact check that will you finish <laughs> up the list just like michael scott created it you miss 100 of the shots you don't yeah. take <laughs> michael scott wayne gretzky <laughs> abraham lincoln once said if you are racist i will attack you with the <laughs> with north, the north. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of things that have an age well some of this at the office okay final one and we can move faster through lists but Final one is Dune. It's that a Martin his... Luther King joke, guys. Martin Luther Wait. King joke or quote? Quote, sorry. Okay. Sure, the arc sure. of, okay. The actual quote. <laughs> the actual <laughs> quote is the arc of moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. That's there why I'm go. not Martin Luther King right there. Because I can't even quote him in the same way he has. Okay. There are a few other reasons me. why, but we won't we won't go <laughs> quite into this. Okay. And the final book is Dune, which I I've read. I probably I, I listened to it. It's probably one of those books that is better read than listened to because I for sure did not get all the nuance of it. I mean, I recognize it as a great book, but a lot of times with like books that have these more like kind of simple plots that are that definitely like set the like set the stage for fantasy as a whole. Like I can appreciate what they did for the genre without like thinking that they're the best things I've ever read, if that makes sense. But obviously. That was well said. I didn't like Dune at all when I read it. <laughs> I agree. There you go. Wow. But we need I mean, yeah, like it. it obviously was very impactful, like you said, but uh, reading it now, like there are definitely better books. Yeah, we definitely don't need say Jake on this episode. Don't say too. Red Rising. Don't say Red Rising. <laughs> Steven's not, I just, Steven's I just not naming any books. books. 
I know, but I know you're thinking Red Rising. No, I was just thinking there's a lot of better books. All right. All right. Okay. Well, there you go. Mike from Mike's Book Reviews. That's his top 10 ever, uh, top 10 list for his favorite ever books. I think there's a lot of gems on there. And yeah. Right on. Nice. Who wants, who wants to follow that? I think we need to break up the twins a little bit because other people are going to think that Ben's still rambling on. Okay. All right. I will go next on that note. The booktuber I listened to or watched was uh, Jared Henderson, who uh, isn't actually like exclusively fantasy. It looks like he kind of does a lot of different things like philosophy or just like different books in general. But this this list is exclusively fantasy books, his top. And he starts off with number 10 as the Cosmere, just as a whole and his review is interesting because although this is like in his top 10 best books of fantasy he was kind of like seemed a little iffy on sanderson as a whole like he i I felt like he talked about a lot more sanderson's cons which i think is pretty common for people to do it's like i like brandon sanderson but he doesn't have the best prose or x y and z and um i think it's kind of like popular and We've talked a lot about that, so I won't yeah, go. that's it's annoying. It's like you're virtue signaling by saying that you're you're more cultured than I don't yeah. know. It's like it's like qualifying that your favorite movie is Endgame, you know, because Marvel yeah. is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, at the same time, there are cons with Sanderson, and like it's it's fair to acknowledge them. If no, that's I know. How you feel. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just there's there's very few authors that you always feel the need to qualify when you say they're my favorite author you know yeah 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 it it is funny because if you're talking to somebody that doesn't read fantasy books and you like the first thing you're going to recommend is usually sanderson to get them into fantasy but then if you are talking to people that like fantasy books you have to like bring up the fact like bring up the cons list of sanderson you know yeah it's just it's it's one of those things. It's like that meme of Winnie the Pooh, right? Like where right now we're like the second one where he's like dressed up in a tuxedo, like smoking a cigar, you know, with the monocle. Like, yeah, yeah. So there are a lot of these books that I actually have not read in his list. Um, let's see, books nine through three on his list Ooh. I have not read. So I won't I won't have much to say about them. But I like the fact that you know he has like different tastes or you know he's just just different catalog of books that he's read um so book i guess series this is more series it's not necessarily exclusive to one book is um his dark materials uh by philip pullman which is pretty popular i mean it was adapted into a tv show by hbo i think yeah pretty good tv show is it it still going or is the tv show it's 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 on hbo yeah it's on hbo it's done Mm -hmm. completed yeah um okay well yeah yeah, josh and i reviewed the books and one of the seasons of the show we kind of fell off on the show reviews but yeah it's a good series okay so eight is gonna be earthsea wizard of earthsea and i didn't realize this was a trilogy a wizard of earthsea is the first book in a trilogy is it a trilogy or more than? I actually don't know. I know there's a, at least three. There might be more. Does it say trilogy? Okay. Uh, I would need to look it up. He was just, he when he showed it, he was talking about three different books. Like oh. Wizard of Earthsea was the first. It could be. I'm just not sure. I think I've seen like, because this is on my list is Earthsea Cycle. Okay. And I've yeah. also read the first book, which I thought was good. But again, mm-hmm. like one of those kind of formative books. 
that yeah. nowadays I didn't it's, think it's, was that good. It's like kind of it's so different when we read so much modern fantasy to like read something written in you know the 60s or the 50s or it, it's very very different like different types of stories and characters and um, resolutions so so, mm. some of that is like so different like it might be like an acquired taste almost to like we're so used to reading I mean modern authors have an advantage on older authors in that they know like what's popular right now and what people are reading and yeah there, I think there's something to be said for books that hold up over the years that continue to mm-hmm. like withstand time that that is pretty cool let's see seven on his list which might be the oldest book out of any of our lists is Beowulf, which I read in high school and was not the biggest fan of. And I also saw the movie with Angelina Jolie and <laughs> you're a bigger fan. Bigger fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was Come visually on, more appealing. <laughs> um, and so, who was the male lead actor in that movie, Ryan? <laughs> uh, Anthony Hopkins was in it. Okay, okay. I think Anthony Hopkins played the older version of Beowulf. The next one is a book that I haven't heard of. It's Tigana, Tigana by Guy Gavriel K, mm-hmm. written in the 19, 1990s. So a little bit before our combined, I mean, I guess it's around the beginnings of the Wheel of Time. Yeah. But still maybe a little bit. I don't think we've read too many books from the early 90s. I don't think have we read any have any of us read any guy Gabriel K? I know I have not. Pretty popular author. Yeah. But yeah. And I think it, like a really, really polished like prose and just re- really good author too that we haven't read. Mm-hmm. I think one of the cons of having like, you know, this tight knit group of friends is that we all read books like that each other read. So like if one of us yeah. hasn't ventured in a direction and like <laughs> recommends it, then it's hard for us to like vent, like to get out of, you know, our, our current little zone, yeah, get, get out of the box. And so there's like a lot of, a lot of really good authors, like, uh, yeah, like Guy Gabrielle K, Ursula Le Guin, she, she wrote Wizard of Earth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess you've, you've read that, Stephen. The Once and Future King by T.H. White, which I think is a little bit more of a modern retelling of Arthurian legends, which sounds intriguing. Mm-hmm. I've heard good things about it. Um, so that's something that is interesting. The next one, I guess I'm on four. His number four pick is Piranesi. And this came out in 2020. And I didn't really know anything about it. So I looked it up and it has a very interesting summary. This is uh, Piranesi's house is no ordinary building. Its rooms are infinite. Its corridors endless. Its walls are lined with thousands upon thousands of statues, each one different from all the others. Within the labyrinth of halls, an ocean is imprisoned. Waves thunder up staircases. Rooms are flooded in an instant. But Piranesi is not afraid. He understands the tides as he understands the patterns of the labyrinth itself. He lives to explore the house. Hmm. Uh, so I mean that sounds pretty interesting and it's only 245 pages so it's not epic fantasy uh, by any means definitely something this is by Susanna Clark I should say so that intrigued me it wouldn't necessarily be a longer read might be something I'll check out number three is Discworld of course by Terry Pratchett which is something 
none of us ben ben did you start discord recently i read like half the uh first book and i i really like it it's uh yeah i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna read it lots of uh, terry pratchett is popular i mean kind of known for a sense of humor right he's yeah got a lot of a lot of good humor and he just passed away within the last couple of years so mm-hmm. i think that that also i think sanderson i think sanderson lists that as one of his all-time favorite series okay number two on the list of course is the lord of the rings by jk rowling i <laughs> don't think <laughs> really J- really jk rowling uh lord of the rings you oh, heard no, it right. here first all right. just got canceled let's uh <laughs> let's, let's try lord of the rings by george rr R. martin <laughs> brandon sanderson all right let me let me redo that okay everybody in your mind rewind we're, we're not gonna cut it we're just gonna all rewind. yeah i haven't decided if we're actually gonna cut that or we're leaving it because it is funny <laughs> lord of the rings by jrr tolkien i don't think much needs to be said that hasn't already been said it's formative uh, popular you know it holds up well but so much fantasy is inspired by it i mean it's hard to find fantasy that isn't inspired by it in some way and number one on his list was wheel of time which was i i thought it was interesting because he has so many uh such a diversity of picks that you know i haven't read or that i wouldn't even consider for my list that like wheel of time is such like a traditional uh, yeah, it's like he bookends it with pick. like like Stormlight and Wheel of Time is like the yeah. yeah I mean, I guess Lord of the Rings and Discworld are both popular as well, but there's there's a lot of a lot of other books. So I I, I was intrigued by his list, and um, yeah, I'm excited to hear what you guys have. Cool. Hey, Josh, let's hear yours. Okay, all right. So um, I I did kind of a giant in the st- space, Murphy uh, Napier, I think is how you say her last name. And she, in her video, goes from number one to number 10. So I think out of, you know, uh, respect to that, I'm going to do that. So I'm going to start with her favorite series and go down to her uh, number 10. Fair enough. Respect the order. Yeah. Respect the order. And and uh, to be clear, she put out like two top 10s. She put down my top 10 fantasy series updated. She put that out July 2022. And then she put out another one more recently. That was like the 10 best written fantasy books of all time. But um, so these are her favorite and these are fantasy series. There's some non books in here, which um, will be interesting to talk about because I think that's something we've been kind of sleeping on. Okay. Okay. Number one series is gentleman bastard series. Yeah. She, she, she's a big uh, gentleman bastards uh, advocate. They're not finished though, right? No. Well, well, but the first three do like, they're pretty good. If, if, if there's no more books, they're not finished, but if there's no more books that come out, it's a much better situation than like what the name of the wind is in. Sure. There there's hint, there's there's things that you want to see how they play out, but it's not you will have these answers. I'm going to give them to you. And then you just like if we don't get a third book, we'll we're just never getting those answers. It's okay. like, yeah. I, I think there's a pretty big difference. That's fair. Yeah, I've read the first, I think I, I read the first two, and there were there's really three that are out. So yeah. yeah. Three, three's out and the and the third one wraps up a lot of storylines and introduces the potential for a lot more storylines you didn't read the third one where there the plot kind of revolves around uh, an election no, no. I, it's I a really the pirate one it's a really good book they're all really really good books yeah i thought so, the pirate one was not as good but the third one was was really good third one I was did, phenomenal pirate i didn't one, like I, the pirate one because of how it started it had like me this too. 
Yeah, I I, I completely agree. Oh uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a big big. It was a DNF for me for like years until I. Fair enough. So, General Ambassador Series number one for her. Number two is One Piece, and oh. uh, so so I think with the with the movie coming or the show coming out on Netflix, I think I do want to try and watch like the first season of the show. I don't, you know, like I don't know the best way to read this, read the manga if they have it on like our libraries, library apps and stuff. I don't know, but I kind of want to try getting into that in some way. Doesn't Daniel Green love those too? Yeah, Daniel Green loves them too. It's pretty popular right now. I was yeah. gonna say it's it's very easy for booktubers to love those because it taps into a new market of uh of viewers. Which that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they they but do they do. Big I'm views. sure that they're also very good. Uh, so gentlemen, bastards, one piece number three, Lord of the Rings. Yep, not much to say about that besides that it's not written by J or by uh, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> number, <laughs> who would think that? Number four, the fir- that? number four, the first law. Is this the first time that the first law has been dropped on on this? Yeah. Wow, that first law is like so obvious, and like I think a top ten series. I'm surprised that we made through two top ten series without first law. It's so good. I actually just recommended it to a coworker who had uh, was a fan of Sanderson and was a fan of of George R. R. Martin. Had read all the um, yeah, if you're a fan books. of this, and then she yeah. was like, she's like, I know, figure out something to read. I'm like, well, have you tried the first slide? She's like, she had never heard of it, never heard anything about it. Sanderson alone, I was a little questioning your no, review, yeah, but, but she then, okay, she's yeah. yeah, she she liked uh, she didn't like the TV show as much. And I, I made her try and start uh, House of the Dragon and she only made like three episodes. So I don't, she's kind of all over the place in terms of her taste, hmm. but she, okay, uh, we'll see. yeah. Yeah. Follow up with how that went. Yeah. Hopefully. So um, first law number two, three, four, five Stormlight Archive slash Mistborn is how she has it listed. Not sure why she didn't just say the Cosmere, but she has. I know between uh, those two, you're like covering three quarters of it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, not much more to say about that. Number six is Avatar The Last Airbender, which this one really isn't, you know, much written. I know that there are some like supplemental comics and stuff you can read that uh, go a little bit deeper into like some of the characters backstories and stuff. But yeah, this one's pretty much just a TV show. So this is like fantasy as a genre. Yeah, this is just my top 10 fantasy series. We'll have to see what what these reviewers say about the One Piece and Avatar shows that are coming out. They're, They're both on Netflix, right? And like they're coming out in the next year or so. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling people aren't going to like the Netflix adaptations. So have you followed all, have you followed at all the avatar stuff on Netflix? Uh, just seen that like people think, think that it looks silly or what? Yeah. So the TLDR is that the creators were eventually were initially oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. about the I, Net- I Netflix series, that, yeah. but then their creative differences and the creators left the Netflix and are doing really don't their... want creative differences with the creator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. But I'm, I'm still like, Oh, I'm still going to like judge it by its own merits, you know? Um, yeah. And then they're, they're going out and doing their own. I think they're back to animated. I don't want to. Anyway, the, the creator started another avatar series. Yeah. But I think that they started their whole like studio. Like they have like an avatar, like studios that they're like producing it oh. through. So, so that Dang. it's like not, yeah. So not only did they leave, but that motivated them enough to start their. <laughs> I could, a new this is this their... is. It's been a while since I've read up on this, so fact people should fact check me, or we can post mm-hmm. corrections in the comments or in Discord. Then we have the Ember Blade, and have have any has anybody read that? I haven't really heard about that. I've never heard of it. I wonder yeah, what the names of the books it. are. Maybe I'd recognize it if if I had the names of the books. I think it's just a book. It's just it looks like it's a single book. Oh, by Chris Wooding. Yeah, 
I think that this it? is going to okay. be automatically on my on my uh, TBR. Okay. Dang, it has 4.2 on Goodreads, 9.6 out of 10 on Fantasy Book Review, 5 out of 5 on Barnes Noble, 96% of users liked on Google. And I mean, Murphy the, F- the, the last three reviews, the 4.2 on Goodreads isn't anything special, but the last three are good. Yeah, yeah. well, I don't really know those. You know, Is it a know. completed series? I think it's just a book. No, it the, dark the, water, dark way, the Dark Water, the dark water legacy. legacy, number one. Yeah, book one of two. The Ember Blade and the Shadow Casket. Okay. It looks like it looks like they're both out. No, February 27th, 2024 for number two. Okay. Yeah, I think that this is going on this and that's what it says on Amazon. So it could just be one of those Amazon, but that's for the (laughs) paperback. I don't know. We need to obviously do more research about this series, but honestly, it's going on my TBR. Okay. There you go. Murphy has a lot of sway over Josh's TBR. I don't know. I mean, yeah. The the bone shard daughter. That's another one where I don't really know anything about. Do you guys know anything about that one? Nope. Like I've at least heard of that, but I don't know any details. This is like um, making me another, secure another automatic TV, Josh. Yeah, probably. Bone Shard Daughter is the first book in the Drowning Empire fantasy trilogy by Andrea Stewart. It's her debut novel, first published in 2020. I, yeah, honestly, I think that these are both going on my TBR because um, that's what I wanted to do from this like little series is get more, you know, books I'm excited about on my TBR. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Do you guys actually have like a TBR list? written no. someplace in my in not my written head. it's okay. yeah it's totally in my head too it's normally yeah, whenever we too. like have our little what what books are we gonna read for phantology that's my that's my tbr <laughs> yeah when josh says that's going on my tbr list i'm like oh josh must be like writing this down yeah not really but i mean i do we talk about it you know currently my tbr is finish up Waybound, which i still am about halfway through finish up alex vera series and then in October, we I decided to read some Cormac McCarthy books. And so that's basically the extent of my TBR. So I do have like a pretty good, you know, idea of what my of what I'm going to be reading in the coming months. You're speaking it into existence, but I think yeah. that works. Next one is Hunter X Hunter. I don't know if it's like Hunter by Hunter. I don't it's another manga series. So yeah, that's another one. I, I have heard more about that. And I'm excited to I I I'm for sure gonna do one piece first. Because I think One Piece seems to be like the flagship series that everybody seems to be obsessed with, and then and then number ten is Malazan or Malazan. Oh. If I'm Stephen, if you're if you're Stephen Erickson, that's how, he, <laughs> okay. that's how he says it. Uh, so yeah, there is the top ten, and so yeah, I got those two good ones: the Ember Blade and the Bone Shard Daughter. Are definitely going on that TBR. I want to try and find a good way to read manga and figure out if watching the series or reading the books are the best way to do. It. Nice. Okay, so Thanks. mine is. The, probably the most traditional from the ones that have been uh, selected so far. So this is from Captured in Words, who's a cool booktuber. And oh, yeah. going from uh, 10 down to one. So number 10 is Percy Jackson, which may be more of a, a formative series. But I read a lot of those books, not all of them. I um, love them I, in high Kind of aged out. I read at least the first like six or seven, but I'd never finished the second set of five. I didn't, I didn't read any of the second set. I just read the first set and I thought that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I love mythology when I was younger. So it was like an easy read for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, they're remaking. That's another one they're making a show of that has had some, you know, I, like every remake has controversy around it. People are never satisfied with remakes or whatever. Um, okay, number nine, Assassin's Apprentice by Ooh. Robin Hobb. And I assume that we're talking like, all of Realm of the Elderlings here, or at least the Fits and the Fool books, which is a series that I've read all of, all 
all 16 books. And mm-hmm. I really do like this series and I don't think it gets enough attention. So I'm glad to see it show up on this. I, I, like I think it does. Books. I think it gets enough attention. People people speak very lovingly of Robin Hobb. I don't know. It didn't show up on any year list. Well, I mean, a lot of books don't show up on top 10 lists, but yeah, well, that's I'm, what we're trying to get at. I am I, I am kind of surprised that Assassin's Apprentice has been has been not on any of these lists. Yeah. That's ben, I have like you that's read def- any of the uh, any Robin Hobb? Yeah, I've read the three, the Assassin's Apprentice, like the okay. that trilogy. I mean, way back. They're older, but I mean they're older books like the most recent the the capstone to the series came out like six or seven years ago i want to say somewhere around there don't don't check me on that well okay do check me on that but Uh, yeah yeah so without and i don't i don't know if she's still writing or not to be honest yeah she seems like she's kind of older yeah she does have a pen name anyway robin hobb is her pen name yeah right i mean that's her pen name but she does write under i believe her real home yeah she writes under her actual name as well so maybe she's writing more under that name. I do not know, uh, but I'd be interested in, in finding out. So let me know if you know, listener. I yeah, I really I had a hard time with the ending of that trilogy, but well, we don't have could, to get into that. Sure, yeah. There's there's more to the story as well. Uh, <laughs> okay, but yeah, okay. I mean, I see what you're saying. Uh, next one was Earth Sea Cycle, which we already talked about in Ryan's, and after that, another one I was happy to see show up was Senlin Ascends, the books of Babel. Oh, yeah. Nice, Here's, yeah. And uh, Josiah Bancroft has a new book out that I think Josh already started. It, it's actually. not out yet, but I am reading it. And I, right, right, right. It, it is a delight to read. I'm, I've really been enjoying it. Yeah. I love the yeah. sense of humor. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. If you like the sense of, he leans into the sense of humor so much in this book. Like every, nice. every sentence is like a turn of phrase or something witty. Maybe not every sentence, but like every paragraph. I don't know. It's just, there's, constant times when i'm like oh that was so funny there okay we talked about me right sorry steven for interrupting your series your, your, yeah. your, your thoughts but we, we talked about like me writing these like my book in our last episode and i well i don't think i'm doing like a, a super amazing job at it or whatever like there's a lot of authors i read that i'm like i could probably if i write enough write at least like put the words on the paper in a similar manner that like these authors do, you know, kind of like Brandon Sanderson. Like, like you could write a paragraph in the same quality, like right. Pre, yeah, right. it's not that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, they have tons of like after you go through that all the editing. Like, I have confidence that I could even like eventually do that. Um, Josiah Bancroft is like one of those authors where I it's so far above my ability to do that. It's kind of like Neil Gaiman, you know. Like, there's just no way I could ever see myself writing like with the level of wit and and cleverness that they write with you know it's just it's just even so like joe abercrombie great. i feel like See, I, he's yeah. kind of at that level too yeah i agree and anyway. i guess we've interviewed josiah on here before so if you're interested in kind of his background you can go back and find that but i just briefly wasn't he like a a poetry teacher at like a yeah, college literature, or something i think yeah, and he—I think no, he, I think he was a poet, right? Before he, like, I think he was trying to. He publish. wrote poetry. Yeah, yeah. I think so. You so guys have a that. much better memory than I do for the episodes. <laughs> Stephen can rattle off the New Girl uh, series that Nick was writing, but that's because <laughs> I was just watching the show. <laughs> Stephen was probably on most of the episodes, so he has a lot more to remember. That's, that's the right. reason why. Yeah, Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, but yeah, I think to 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 that point of like. 
I imagine that that's definitely in his wheelhouse. Um, yeah, that... I guess it's just like I'm reading the book and I'll like pause and and be like that is. I just love how you said that. I could I would have never been able to say that as well as you said that. That's it. So that's going to go on my TBR now. I got to read that. It comes down like September or something. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll try to get a, a review. Up. I mean, we will get a Maybe review we can up before that interview comes Interview Josiah again. Yeah. I don't know how we want to approach like second interviews with with authors. Like, did they, did they love it enough the first time where they want to be on again? Or did they want to like do other shows? Dude, I have no idea. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm sure they do. Yes, definitely. Uh, okay. Offline for that one. Uh, next, uh, Discworld, which we already talked about. And after that, First Law, also already mentioned, but uh, you know, plus one for both those Discworld I want to read eventually, First Law. I have read twice, so definitely love that one. Uh, next up, Name of the Wind, which we've talked about in kind of a more negative manner, uh, <laughs> in the usual negative manner, I'll say, but the books themselves are really good and this does say name of the wind not um not king killer so maybe it's just it's interesting this is the first time it's been mentioned yeah yeah wait what, I think what number was it on the list number four okay so pretty high yeah. i think i think it's kind of another one of those things kind of like sanderson where everybody does have an opinion on like it as not its yeah. own like set of works but like how it fits in the larger fantasy narrative in the community yeah yeah that's a good which also tells you like how high quality it is that everyone has bothered to read it it's great and if i was going to do my list it would be it would be up there yeah if you're if you're just looking for a single book to read and like you don't care if you get like a whole trilogy out of it then for sure you should like you should read this book it, it was funny that same co-worker i recommended the uh, uh first law to she had read she really liked name of the wind she didn't really like doors of stone had no idea that the third well, one had she has a red doors of stone sorry, or sorry. Has she? <laughs> didn't didn't love uh wise man's fear had no idea doors of stone by one... jk rowling <laughs> <laughs> at least it would come out okay <laughs> yeah. it would have it's a really movie right of it too yeah and she she had no idea the like larger like drama that was surrounding so i i felt her and that was a fun conversation anyway all right uh. sorry yeah. Hey, Patrick Rothfuss does have a novella coming out. They're like, there's, there's some news, but I don't know how excited anyone is about it. So yeah, yeah. we're all gonna read it. Let's be honest. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna I read it, but not, like, honestly, <laughs> I've already read the novella because it's just an expansion of a story he's already published. I don't, okay, I'm, yeah, I, I don't think too many people are super excited about it. But at least it's like a maybe a sign that things nope, are in the. Nope, we're, we're, we're not saying that. We're not saying that. We're not saying that. I mean, he's putting words. Okay, anyway, different t- conversation, but um, yeah, that's happening. Uh, number three is Wheel of Time, which I think you probably already know is an awesome series. Number two, Stormlight Archive, which again, already mentioned. And number one is Lord of the Rings. So this is a little more traditional list, but uh, we got some we got some interesting conversation there, especially around Senlin. Nice. Oh, yeah, there you go. He, uh, and this was, oh, what, what was the YouTube channel again? Captured in words. Captured in words. Yeah, he seems like he would be a great Phantology member because that is probably if we were to assemble a list, like I think we would have. Yeah, yeah, it does kind of align with a lot of the books that we've read, obviously. Yeah, he he seems like he would be a Phantology member just from listening to him talk. He, he he's the, he's not strong one, right? No, he he makes a lot more. Into will, I, he 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 started by I think how I got on his channel was he would do lore videos based on the name of the wind was kind of what what got him going i feel like and then and he and he has pretty cool animations and 
a cool editing style that he uses for his videos. Yeah, yeah, it's high quality stuff. Yeah. He, he has some honorable mentions as well, which are books that almost all books we've read. He has Kings of the Wild, Lies of Lakamora, Dragonbone Chair, which is Tad Williams' memory, Sorrow and, uh, Sorrow and Thorn, uh, Mistborn, and Broken Earth. And I've read all of those except for Broken Earth, which I've tried to bounce off of, but want to try again one day. But Ryan's read them. I have read them. And I, I wasn't quite as, as uh, I guess, enticed by them as other people but might not yeah, get another, them. Another really popular series, yeah. But yeah, maybe a little more like up and down for different people. Okay, so so can I go through some stuff that I'm surprised we didn't hear? Maybe that's of how we can do course, it. Of course, Josh. Is this so the worst of the best? No, no. Well, so I'm surprised that nobody... No. That... <laughs> We're not doing worst of the best for entire series, hopefully. So I'm I'm kind of surprised that Broken Empire didn't get on here at all, which Mark Lawrence, not even just Broken Empire, mm-hmm. but like nothing by Mark Lawrence. Yeah. Kind of surprised by that. Kind of surprised Dark Tower didn't get talked about at all. We talked about it. So we did have a Stephen King in here, but like, you know, only one Stephen mm-hmm. King reference is kind of surprising to me. Let's see. I was just kind of jotting some notes down. Like Canius, I, I, I don't know. I guess I'm not that surprised by that, but that would probably be on my top 10. Would it be your top 10 or would that be like an 11 through 20? I, I, yeah, that would probably be like really close. It, I think honestly, for me, it would be my top 10, just my personal reading journey. I really liked it and it got me back into reading. Mm-hmm. It sucked me in. So probably for me, it would be in my top 10. Yeah. What about you guys? Any that I, I would I would probably consider it in my top 10. Oh, another one. Neil Gaiman. I'm surprised that we didn't see any Neil Gaiman on the list. Like he, he has some pretty, you know. Maybe because these were... Books. I know there were some entries that were just books, but like when you're saying top 10, usually people are a little more geared towards series just because there's more entries. And yeah. uh, I don't think Neil Neil Gaiman doesn't have any actual fantasy series, does he? Just individual books? It's a good question. I think he's writing a... Uh, well, the Sandman. Yeah, well, there's a season two. Let me look. Didn't he just announce he was writing a sequel to like one of his series? I don't know. Maybe I should not have opened that can of worms because we, no, like, we don't. I don't think we've really Amer- covered Neil Gaiman very much. There's a, there's two in American Gods. Mm, Are there European two? Gods. Well, there's a, the first one is called American Gods, and the second one is Anansi Gods. Or I'm sorry, Anansi Boys. Um, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, that might be the only one. So some other ones that I've surprised weren't mentioned, uh, like Dresden Files as a series. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised. wasn't. I mean, that might be 11 through 20 for me as well. It, yeah, it'd be on my top 10 personally, but yeah. It'd be on your top 10? Yeah, I think, it, I mean, I think Red Rising would, I think, be on a lot of people's top 10 and that wasn't. Uh, Not Josh's. <laughs> Not Josh's. He didn't, he has a faulty opinion because he used to read past the first few chapters. No, I read the whole, I read the whole, wait, wait, no, I read the whole first book. You read the whole first book? Oh, man. Yeah, I read the whole first book. Makes it even worse. <laughs> Let's see. I'm surprised that uh, my top 10 list was the only one with the Game of Thrones book on I know That's that true. people yeah. have soured on it because there's no ending. Same reasons, still. yeah. I mean, Name of the Wind made on. I'm su- I'm surprised nobody listed Harry Potter. I mean, you yeah, know. it's true. Uh, Percy Jackson was on there and his Dark Materials. Yeah. I, I mean, I might go back to everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Harry Potter would probably be on my list. Uh, yeah, so those were the ones that I was surprised. Any other honorable mentions that, that you guys can think of? Um, I'm, I'm about to put Brian McClone's books on that. Well, 
I don't know if I would say those would be in my top 10, but like for 11 through 20, I'd, I'd probably consider Powder Mage. Yes. Yeah, same thing with, uh, with what's his face. Uh, the book we just reviewed, Stephen, that we didn't like uh, very much. Or oh, Brent Week. Yeah. Brent, Brent Weeks, both, both Lightbringer and yeah. And, uh, oh, Night Angel. Night Angel. Yeah. I feel like Lightbringer is going to be higher rated. So probably some people have that on their top tens or I feel like that's a pretty fair book to put in 11 through 20, but. Yeah. Yeah. Another one that I, I was pretty uh, surprised about that I've only read the first book in, but is like the Jade City, those those books. Those mm-hmm. seem to get pretty high acclaim. Um, yeah. But yeah. We, we haven't even brought them up yet. Yeah. And, and we're actually going to uh, yeah. read those next month in the Phantology Book Club. So the if first you book, want, right? Yeah. Yeah. The first book. We'll, we'll start with the first book in the book club. TBD, if we will uh, continue the actual formal book club. Or if from there, people can choose. Usually we just kind of do like individual books and series and read more on their own if they like. So we can offer more variety in the uh, in the club. But yeah, if you want to join that or just chat with us, then our Discord is always open. Well, this, I mean, again, I'm, I love that this episode added a few books to our TBRs. So hopefully it did the same for you guys too, because I think that's the race goal here. And yep. I'm sorry if there's a favorite, like, if there's like your top book that you've ever read didn't make any of these lists, then you should write it in the chat because that means that four of the most popular booktubers did not. You mean five of the most popular? Yeah, five five of the most popular <laughs> booktubers, Ben. Well, we didn't provide our own lists. Really. I guess yeah. we did talk about which ones we, were surprised. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, but we didn't sit down and make a list. If Phantology made a top 10 list, it would be for sure the, the best literature out there. Um, also, yes. Rebecca... Rebecca Kwong. I'm surprised that no. Oh, oh yeah. Big shout out to Rebecca Kwong. Yeah. Poppy, Poppy War. War. That Poppy War might be on my top ten. Codex Alira. Nah. Mm-hmm. Ryan, we need to finish reading those books. I finished ah. rereading them, Ben. Guess what Ben's opinion is. I read I reread the whole series. <laughs> <laughs> you betrayed him. <laughs> I finished the, I finished the second book, I think. Yeah, for sure finished. All right. Well, that one's getting back on my but yeah, if, if, uh, to follow up on Ben's comment, if there are some books that you like, then yeah, definitely drop them in the chat or hop on Discord. Let us know. A lot of the TBRs that we speak into existence come from uh, those types of comments. Exactly. And I mean, it's tough. Like there's obviously a ton to read. So am I going to read my whole TBR? Probably in my lifetime? No, but it's nice to get more recommendations and that. know what's out there. And yeah, but you know, realistically, I'm not. <laughs> have to be realistic about these things yeah gotta be realistic all right thanks guys yeah, J- josh it seemed like you're about to jump in with the i was trying to tie it back earlier to misquoting people like but i, I oh, didn't yeah. have anything Solid off the top quotes. of my head <laughs> another jk rowling work there all right thanks for watching see you later see you guys